But I have another question. Okay. Okay, so like a lot of people, a lot of clients simply like to have yes men around them. So Mm -hmm. you know what I mean by yes men, people who Mm -hmm. agree with them all the time and tell them exactly what what they want to hear and massage their ego. So are you not worried about, you know, really standing for what you believe is the best thing for the project? Are you worried about that resulting in you being replaced with somebody who just does exactly what they want, you know, a pixel pusher type of person. Hi there. Welcome to Working Out, a podcast discussing the journey towards doing what you love. On the show, we discuss our own experiences in creating our passion-based businesses. We talk about all the challenges we've encountered, all the mistakes we've made, and share some of our advice to help you create a business doing what you love. Enjoy the show. Good morning. Good morning. How, How are, are you? Ah, oh, I hate it when we do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who answers first? Uh, me. I'm Grace. I'm Grace. Are you really great? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just back from the the break conf in in Belfast. So I'm, yeah, uh, I want to know all about that because I was I had my eye on going. Um, I had my eye on going, but I didn't do it because I ended up having other commitments. And it looked like a really great lineup. And Belfast is always a good time for a conference. So how was it? Mm-hmm, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was really good. It was nice, uh, nice and compact. Like just over a couple of days, uh, there were there were a few talks the day before, kind of shorter talks, and then uh, then the big main conference was on uh, was on the next day. And um, yeah, there was the. There were talks from a bunch of people I'd, uh, I hadn't heard of before and, and there wasn't much. It wasn't like, you know, some of the conferences, it's, it's, you know, the, the same people all the time or people you've seen before. There was a lot of new people there, which was, uh, which was great. Yeah. So, um, and it was great just, yeah, meeting up with everybody again and just, you know, having, having a bit of crack with the community, you know. Oh, what was your highlight of the, um, speakers? I really enjoyed the, there's this stuff called Sugru, which is uh, like this glue, uh, rubbery stuff. It's, it's, you know, you, you use it to, to repair like your iPhone cables and headphones and stuff like that, or there's a million things you can do with it. Um, but the, the inventor of it and, uh, she was up telling her whole story about, uh, about, you know, from the first idea to how they're selling thousands and thousands of them. Uh, now it, it was pretty uh, interesting. Now the whole, um, the whole journey and what stuff went wrong. And yeah, I think that's, uh, that's Is maybe the like most interesting. Play, Play-Doh for adults. Kind of, but then it, it has a, it has a purpose. It's that, that's kind of what it looks like. It's really colorful stuff and you, but you use it to repair things or, you know, hack things and, and yeah, it's really good. I'm definitely going to buy some. And also we actually talked about in one episode about how we go to conferences and we feel inspired and we come, we come home being like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then we never do it. Do you feel uh-huh. inspired at all? Did it do that for you? Yeah, I definitely have a, after listening to, there were a couple of other um, talks about the, the whole story of, of from the first idea to, to, prototyping stuff to um to you know where things go wrong and then finally how they marketed their their product and they're succeeding and stuff so i could see a lot of similarities in in what i'm doing and and uh some of the you know challenges that they had so that sort of stuff got me um got me motivated a bit to to keep pushing with with uh, some of the stuff i'm i'm wanting to do so um 
yeah no no it was it was great yeah i'm definitely on a on a bit of a high after it but also you get the kind of post-conference blues as well where you know you're with everybody in one place for uh, for a few days and everybody's having a bunch of fun and you're with a load of people that are you know in your industry and then and then everybody just you know leaves and you come home and you're back to reality and you have to sort through your inbox and that's kind of a bit of a anticlimax. Yeah, I guess so. And also, whenever I come home from a conference, I always come home with a cold. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, well, not always, but I did uh, after this, which is, uh, uh, yeah, weird. That, was, that wasn't great as well. I seem to have kick, kicked it now. So Too much excitement from all the human interaction. That must be it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you've got a wee episode for us today, don't you? I do. Are you just going to listen? Yeah, I'm not going to talk for the next 20 minutes. Well, I thought we could uh, I thought we could talk about the, the well, I say designer, but no matter what if you're yeah, if you're a photographer or whatever your profession is, you you're going to deal with clients. So the the designer client relationship and how you can how you can better educate your educate your clients so that uh, so that you have a a better working relationship. So just kind of some some things that I do in in my freelance work that I think helps helps uh, my clients kind of understand my my process and how they what they should be doing in the what their role should be in the in the relationship uh, and you know how we get the best results out of that. But I mean, I think you you'll definitely be able to to talk about you know especially the photography stuff where you have to. I mean, the first point um, that I wanted to to make is like when you start a project, it's to is to decide on the uh, on what the roles are within the project. So you say to them upfront, "Look, this is this is the stuff that uh, that uh, that I'm going to be doing in the project, and this is how I see uh, your role in the project and what you should be doing day to day, and just lay it all out on the table before anything starts that." I mean, for me and the designer client relationship, their role is to give me problems and then I come back with the solutions. So it's not that uh, it's not that they should be coming to me and giving me the solutions and saying, make my logo bigger, stuff like that. They should be giving me a problem like I want more. I want the, the brand to be more. Um, uh, I want there to be more brand awareness with this project, that sort of thing. And then I'm. Uh, I I would come back with the with the solution, uh, and we can discuss whether actually that's a problem at all that 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 they have, or uh, you know, making the logo bigger isn't isn't the maybe just the best way of uh, of creating a better a better brand around the project. So, and do create, clients like being given roles? I think they they what causes a lot of the problems within a within a project is all. It's all based around communication, and yeah, especially in miscommunication. So a lot of problems can arise whenever you go into a project and it's not, it's not clear, you know, what, what they should be doing and, and what they should expect from you and what you should expect from them. And nobody really talked about, uh, you know, until things are way down the line and they're like, well, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect, I thought you would be doing the, the copy for the website, you know, things oh, like that. Yeah. So uh, definitely if you, yeah, communication is just, is key in, in any project. So that's my first, 
first sort of thing that that I want to talk about, like your before you start anything, it's just establish, you know, wh- where where their responsibilities start and finish, and where yours do with regards to the project. But you must have that as well when it comes to being a, you know, like shooting a wedding. Uh, you know, how do you work it? Do you work it the same way where they give you like a list of a list of shots um, and then you just have to, to do them? Or is it more like they, they give you a, an idea of the, you know, the, the goal they want or the, the kind of style they want for the photos and then you come up with a, you propose a solution? Yeah, nine times out of 10, the client's pretty good for giving me the freedom to do what I want. They've looked through my portfolio. They know that my style is very candid and I just stand back and observe the day and photograph it as happens. So I feel that you can't have a lot of, you can't really get overly involved with um, manipulating the day or people. And I'm specifically talking about weddings because that's my biggest source of uh, jobs with photography. But I also do get the clients who provide me with, um, you know, a, a a list of what shots they want, um obviously I, I I do stick to as best I can, but I don't really like that because it means that instead of just observing the day and photographing what I think looks like a key moment, I've got to constantly think and refer back to this list. So it's a tricky one because obviously I do want to give the client exactly what they want, but I guess I'm a bit selfish in the sense that I hope they're they're hiring me because they trust me anyway and they like my style and they just trust everything to come together on the day Mm -hmm. but I do have a big problem I've been thinking about this you know like educating clients and getting them on your side and stuff I do have a big problem that I'm in kind of encountering at the moment that I thought I would put forward to you and maybe you could give me a bit of advice okay let's go for it okay so winter weddings okay there is very little window for natural light in winter weddings and this means that it can make portraits really tricky because um, the bride and groom portraits typically happen after the ceremony so if you get married at 3 p.m in the middle of december by the time your ceremony finishes there will be no natural light it will be dark Mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is something people are aware of when they book their winter wedding Um, But by the time they're looking to hire a photographer, they've already secured the date, they've booked the venue, the schedule solidified. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do to get around this lack of light is advise my winter wedding clients to get their bride and groom portraits done beforehand, because that means we'll have lovely light to work with. They'll have crisper, nicer photos. Mm -hmm. But... I've yet to have a winter wedding client agree to this because obviously it breaks the mould of the format of a traditional wedding, you know, seeing their partner before the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're pointing to photos of like a snow covered beach sunset saying this is the look that we like Mm -hmm. and we'd love to get a shot like this. Yet it's impossible for me to give that to them after the ceremony when it's dark. But somehow I can never convince them to break that tradition and get it done when we do have nice light to work with. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what to do in that case. You, Because obviously with, with somebody's wedding, you just have to go along with what they want. But uh, it's, it's a horrible situation to be in. Yeah, it's really tricky because they're not, um, because yeah, the people who are getting married aren't photographers. They don't. That's not a consideration that comes into mind when they're picking a day. I mean, they're picking a day for a a million other reasons that, um, uh, and then 
the they're not thinking that that there's only a few hours of of natural light to get those photos that they want. So that's not something that enters into the equation before they start picking a date. So you're kind of yeah, I mean you're uh the only option is then yeah, to to try and convince them yeah, like you said to to take the photos before the actual ceremony or I mean yeah, there's not there's not much you can do in your in your role. I mean you can't it, it would be pretty tough to convince them to move the the actual ceremony to the the morning or anything so you would have some uh some time to do it afterwards or i mean all you can do is is just be honest and communicate with them that yeah the, these kind of shots that you want are impossible without without doing it earlier in the day so that's 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 just the kind of um you just have to be honest with them and, and realistic about it i'm not sure how you can how you could convince them um i don't think you can weddings are a funny one you know they're yeah because they're such a personal and yeah traditional Mm -hmm. so So, i i can't i I can't think of a way of of um of convincing them yeah i don't think there is a way around that one no and unless like to do it like do the photos the next day or something but i mean that's not really realistic either so yeah i'm i'm not sure on that one how you can uh, how you can convince them but best of luck uh, in the future to convincing uh... <laughs> maybe i'll just stop doing winter weddings <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um obviously you you've i feel like you're so good at conveying everything and and with a client that you never really have that problem where they kind of shoot you down like all of those winter clients have said nope we're not doing that end off do, do you ever have that problem well yeah i mean you can't there's always going to be stuff in a in a project that uh, the client will be will be 100% uh, against that like they they hate a certain color they hate the color green so the website can't be green even though it's like it might be very appropriate to have some green in there and all you can do is kind of you know communicate with them that that it's very difficult that's one of the most difficult things is to convince a a client to put aside their personal preference and we think about uh what's best for the for the user of a website or whatever the whatever the project may be that's something i i bring up early as well that that okay we're we're both we both have to be on the same team here but we're building something for a third party we're building it for a user this isn't a thing for me and it's not a thing for the client the client's business goals have to be answered in there but i try to to convince them that first and foremost we need to answer the user's uh, concerns otherwise they won't use it and then yeah you, then then you have nothing so you want that's something i i try hard to to convince them and i and i say you know it doesn't matter about about my personal preferences either. I mean, I make things that I don't like the look of, but that I know that I know work and and, and solve the problem. So that's you're always going to have that um, that discussion, or you always need to have that discussion with the client, saying, "Look, uh, we we need to work together to be on the same team here, and we're not going to agree on everything. But if we both agree on the fact that we're building something for." for someone else so it's their opinions and and how well the how well we accomplish their goals that that's that's the important thing about this and we have to put personal preferences aside but 
in the real world, they're they're always going to have some sort of uh, some sort of thing that they really don't like, and it's it's that's something you can't do. So you also have to kind of another thing is is to pick your battles as well. Like if you if you you can only go so far in in arguing against something, um, some decision that's being made, and at the very end of the day, all you can do is is try and convince them. Look, in my professional opinion, we shouldn't do this. We should do this. Uh, but at the very end of the day, it's, it's their decision. So you have to just try your best and, and convince them and uh, of the best route that, that you see. And uh, you also have to yeah pick your battles as well. I mean, if it's if it's not such an important thing, uh, you you can let stuff go in order to down the line get something get something more important going your way or going the the user's way. So yeah, picking your battles is. Is something uh, you need to do as well. Is that something that you uh, that you do in the photography business? Like, kind of, yeah, letting the client. I don't know. I mean, your 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 client is your your user as well. Like, your the people you're taking photographs for, they're the ones that are going to be enjoying the photographs. So it's kind of your. Usually, my clients are not the people that will be using the finished product. So that's maybe different. Where you're you're yeah shooting uh shooting a wedding for for the couple and they're the ones that are going to be enjoying the photographs afterwards so it's it's maybe it's maybe uh it's maybe not that you don't really need to argue with them or convince them only on things that yeah don't make sense like there's not enough light to take those shots or you're getting married in a room with red spotlights what are you thinking (laughs) nah but you never actually find out those things until you're there at the venue yeah yeah i don't really have that problem but Mm -hmm. you know i think that there's this whole romantic notion to think that somebody's hiring you because you're the professional your opinion matters but i find i think and i don't have the same experience as you but i think that more often than not the people that you've the people who have hired you they still heavily want to have an input. They still want to have an opinion. They want to feel important and involved in the project, sometimes at the expense of what is right for the project. Mm -hmm. So I just look at what you do and think, you must come up against that all the time. And that's tricky. Like, how do you get around those people who just want to be as involved in the project, even though they're not a designer? That's That's a difficult one. And there's a certain, at a certain point, uh, then it becomes too much and then it's uh, then we're not then I'm just doing if we're in a if we're in a relationship where they are just telling me do this and do that and move this here move that there then that's not a, I'm not effective in that relationship then 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 I'm just you know I'm just I'm only there because I know how to use Photoshop and uh, that's for me that's not a worthwhile project and those sorts of projects then I will I will end pretty quickly if I can because that's not uh, that's not what I enjoy doing, and the the I tend to try and work with um, work with clients that are that are up for you know challenging me, but also being challenged, and they're not going to just put their foot down and, and make every decision in the the process. They understand that that they're hiring a professional. So one way of doing this is. Uh, one way of you know helping this process is at the start of a project you ask them to establish a goal for the project or multiple goals not just you know they're coming to you because they need a website full stop 
you want to make them go a bit deeper than that and say, you know, why do they need a website? I mean, what are they trying to achieve with it? They might actually not need a website. They might just need a Facebook page or they might need, you know, an Instagram account that, you know, it's unless you know what their proper goal is, then then you can't really know how to, you know, what you have to deliver for them. So it's the same thing about the the problem and the solution and and they should be presenting the the problem, you know, the the what goal they're trying to achieve. And then I will I will try and deliver the best solution for them. But that having a goal in place, that helps when it comes to these decisions that are based around personal preferences or, or they want to just go a certain way um, because they like the look of something, then you you can always refer back to their goal that they set out in the start and say, look, this doesn't really uh, answer the brief anymore, the, what you're trying to do here. So, you know, then, then we should go another way, you know. So, so that's something as well to help. But that's interesting because I've had a lot of experience being the client. Like I hired a lot of web people to whether it's design stuff or illustrate stuff or build stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think that, do clients generally know what their goals are? Because I I find myself when I want a new website, I usually approach somebody from the perspective of just build me something pretty. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't actually understand what my goal is, but a lot of the designers that I've worked with obviously want to understand what the core objective is. Is it to achieve X? Is it to achieve Y? And that suddenly gets me thinking about really what the true the true goal is. But it's something that I didn't really think about until speaking to a professional. I just wanted something pretty. So do you find that your clients generally know what their goals are up front or do you have to get that out of them? It's, uh, it usually is the, the, they usually have a goal in mind, like I want a website, but that's as far as it goes. And you have to push them a little bit to kind of figure out, you know, what the, what the real goal is, like the five whys technique, um, that we used, you know, that sort of, that sort of exercise. If you, if you use that with a client that, that can deliver really surprising answers and, and, uh, it's something that, I haven't tried that yet doing the five whys with the with a client yet but that's something I might uh I might try and do sometime in the future and and see how that goes to whether yeah whether we can find out a a you know a deeper goal that that they that they really want to achieve and maybe you know we can come up with something more interesting then because if they're just saying to you you know build me a website to do x again that's the that's kind of they're just giving the you the solution you know it should be more i want to i want to show off my my business selling shoes and i want to these are my clients and i want to uh, i want to you know uh, raise my my customer base by by a thousand people by the you know the end of end of three months or something like that 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 then is a good starting point to start discussing you know what exactly you're gonna you're gonna give them yeah, I think the five wise technique would work really well with that if you could get clients to spend the time mm. working backwards with it. But I have another question. Okay. Okay. So like a lot of people, a lot of clients simply like to have yes men around them. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean by yes men, people who mm-hmm. agree with them all the time and tell them exactly what, to, what they want to hear and massage their ego. So are you not worried about you know, really standing for what you believe is the best thing for the project. Are you worried about that resulting in you being replaced with somebody who just does exactly what they want, you know, a pixel pusher type of person? 
uh, as in like if I if I push back on stuff, then the client will want to go somewhere else and, yeah, and just yeah. find somebody that that does what they want. No yeah, like what. you were saying, clients saying silly things like "I don't like the color green," mm-hmm. and you can try to reason with them. But what if in the end they just want somebody who, when they say "I don't like the color green," that person goes, "Fine, I'll change it. No questions asked." Are you not worried that you get replaced with those people? No, because they're, they're not the type of clients that I that I want. Uh, that's not a, uh, that's not a healthy relationship. Then that, that's not the kind of stuff that I, that I want to do. And, and I mean, there are so many other projects out there with, with people, with the clients who are, who are understanding and who, you know, want to, they want a better finished product, but they're, they're also open to, to being challenged and, and to accept my opinion. Um, so I'm I'm really happy to let those those sorts of projects go and uh, somebody else take care of them because that's not really that's it's really not enjoyable. Like I've definitely done projects like that where where you're just getting instructions, you're getting a huge email of stuff you have to change, and stuff you have to do, and it's uh, sometimes you just discover yourself in a you're in this phase of just doing whatever they want, and it's. Um, it's really just not healthy and really not enjoyable. And you come to resent the, the project and yeah, it's best to avoid those sorts of sorts of projects. Yeah. It sounds like it. So what else do you have for us? Any other? I, I think um, establishing how you work day to day is quite important. So tell them exactly how you say you're yeah, designing websites uh, tell them exactly how you work that you're going to be you're going to first do a wireframing um, process uh, and you're going to deliver a mood board and you're going to this is what you expect that when you send over the wireframes then you have a meeting half a day later to discuss you know uh, is everything all right and then then you're you know say exactly how many iterations you're going to do on the designs and and how flexible you're going to be on those and tell them you know your working hours and when they can expect to to reach you and are you going to be you know available all the time or if they email you in the middle of the night are you going to are you going to see that or what are your strict working hours or do you work at weekends and all that sort of stuff you know so that they can they can have the right expectations to when they send over a piece of feedback, how quickly you're going to implement that or uh, when, when can you do, do you have, you know, weekly meetings or do you have daily meetings? So all that sort of stuff is really important. So they, they get an idea of, of how you work day to day. And I mean, similarly, you should tell them how reachable you need they, them to be, you know, like you have a stick, a strict deadline. Um, so, they can't be going away and and when you send something over you know weeks can't go by before they send their feedback so you need to to be realistic with them and say look i need you to be available you know monday to friday and give me give me feedback within one working day uh, otherwise we won't hit the deadline so all these just managing expectations at the start of a project is um is important as well do you do um do you do that sort of stuff with your with your photography clients, like I can imagine, so somebody books you for a wedding a long time in advance, right? So how do you, do you tell them how available you will be uh, up until the wedding? Like, can they send you ideas over email and, and you can reply back or, you know, how does that work? No, I'm I'm really bad at that. I just kind of assume that they, they'll know that I'm there at the end of the own if they need me but I don't get a lot of contact in the build-up 
with my clients, like maybe we'll have a couple of meetings mm-hmm. and, um, and so there's not, and there's never an excessive amount of, of, you know, contact that needs to be had. So I don't have that problem, but it is something that I also know that I need to address. Like what you were just saying there, you let them know what your hours are and how available you're going to be. I do need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I've even learned something from this episode. But (laughs) the one thing that I've really learned about my wedding photography um, is just how black and white you have to be in terms of communicating with your clients. Because I've learned this through really odd, funny things happening. So, for example, if I get hired for a wedding, it's it's always based on, you know, my style. I'm quite candid, very natural approach to taking photos, document the day. As it happens, I don't get overly involved and manipulate the day or the way people interact with each other. It's all very natural. So when people book me for the wedding, I expect them to know what visual style to expect from me because, well, they've looked through my portfolio and I've told them, you know, this is my style. This is how I shoot. Yet it is not uncommon for me to receive requests such as, and this is a genuine request. Can you take this photo into Photoshop and cut the grass? (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, can you superimpose a dead relative into the photo? Oh dear. And that happens after I've done the job and I have to say, well, you know, I don't do that stuff. I don't do photo manipulation. And I'm thinking, I don't know what made you think I do that when there's nothing like that in my portfolio or stated anywhere on my website. But that's why I realized that when you communicate with clients, you have to be, everything has to be black and white and you have to even communicate the most obvious things don't you yeah i mean but that's just that's maybe uh if you put together like a kind of you know top 10 crazy requests that you get and but if you just go over them with a client at um at the beginning stages of a of a project then that that might be really useful for you like things like yeah uh, you know post-wedding you know photo manipulation and what what they can expect from you and what what is going too far like yeah cutting the grass and putting dead relatives in there I mean that's 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 stuff that's going too far but I'm sure there are things that you do do in in um, you know in photoshop that that they can expect so just managing their expectations is is what you need to do there at the beginning that's true I like that idea of just running over like a top 10 list thing that's a really good idea thanks paddy no worries (laughs) um okay so do you have anything else i think the last thing is to have a and this is good practice for just being a for doing anything is to have a reason why you're doing things so that you can communicate to the client whenever they ask you you know whenever they ask you to change something or whenever they ask you you know why have you done something have a reason why you're doing everything. But that's just good practice whenever you're making anything. Like whenever you're designing something, it can be really easy to just put in stuff there that you like the look of. But ask ask yourself, you know, what is the reason that this is in here? This is included in my in my design or, you know, why why am I putting this in here apart from I just like the way it looks? And if you've got, you need to come up with a, with a better reason than than your just your personal preference. So uh, have have a reason why you made every single part of the of the project, and then that that'll be able to that'll help you, you know, to back up your decision whenever whenever you know a client comes with an argument of uh, yeah, we want to change all of these these things to something else. Uh, then you you need to be able to hit back with yeah, if we do that, then we're not going to accomplish the goal because 
here are the reasons why I've, I've made it like this. So, but again, just, yeah, communication is the, the most important part. Yeah, I definitely have taken a few wee things away from this today. Um, although our experiences of clients are quite different, you obviously have to communicate with them a lot re more regularly than I do with mine, but still I've learned a lot. So thanks, Paddy. How, how do you communicate with like the bride and groom on the day because surely their uh, surely their priority is is a million other things and kind of I guess your role as a photographer is for for during the day stuff not like the posed photographs is probably to be kind of invisible and just go about doing your own thing without any sort of interaction so how do you yeah what, what's your relationship like with the client you know on the day well uh, on the day I'll by that point have a really specific schedule to follow. So I know what times everything's happened. I know what the bride and groom want. Like I know whether they want me to photograph her getting ready or both of them. Um, so a lot of the communication about what they want has happened prior to that. And then it's just a case of me turning up. And obviously I do interact with them. I'm, I would like to think that when I'm at somebody's wedding, I'm, it's almost like I'm just another friend that's there. You know, I've got a big smile on my face. I'm happy about being there. Mm -hmm. um, I'll get them a glass of water or champagne if they need it, that kind of thing. So in terms of me being invisible, people don't generally notice when I'm taking the photos. But mm -hmm. yeah, they'll know I'm there because... You know, hopefully um, there's just good vibes from the photographer. You know, yeah. you've got to you've got to be a part of the wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine it's um, well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never I've never dealt with a wedding photographer myself, so I'm not really sure what I would expect from, uh, you know, from them. That's probably something I would I would uh, therefore, you know, want to establish early on, you know, uh, are you, I would establish, you know, can we ask you for like to go and shoot something during the day um, oh, yeah. you know, last minute or is it more, yeah, you know, we shouldn't talk to you and you should just do your stuff in the background, you know, so just yeah. that sort of stuff uh, would need to be established before we, before the day, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I just expect them to really I mean, you know, read me as the type of person I am. I'm not a standoffish person. People, I'm very approachable. People mm -hmm. can, you know, if they ask me to take a photo of, they can just interact with me as much or as little as they want. What yeah. I'm trying to say is I'm very easygoing. <laughs> now it sounds like I'm trying to sell myself as a wedding <laughs> photographer. Book me at girlwithacamera.co.uk. Anyway... <laughs> So, so shall we, is, is that us? Shall we wrap up then? I think so. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there are a few things in there that, uh, that can be useful for you when you're, yeah, when you're you know, interacting with clients and hopefully, uh, there's some tips in there that, that'll help make you, uh, you know, have a healthier client, designer, photographer, whatever your profession is, relationship. Mm, I think so. I definitely think so. Well, yeah, you've been listening to Working Out and you you can you know find us at workingoutpodcast.com yes you can and follow us on twitter at working out show that's us working out bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>